Welcome back to the Mompreneur Mastermind Show, where we choose to run insanely successful passive income businesses that light us up while consuming iced coffee, braless and flawless, and maybe breaking it down to some gangster rap while our kids aren't looking. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yes, yes we did. Hey, I'm Stephanie Gass, six-figure corporate exec turned top 1% network marketer turned podcaster. I believe when we let God light our path, we experience true miracles. Welcome, sister. Let's get pumped up for today's show. Okie dokie. Happy Thursday, my friends. I am so pumped to answer some questions today. You guys brought the fire in the group. Let's dig in. So our first question that we have is from Christine Casturi. I'm trying to build my side hustle so I can do it full time, but my full time job is against being super active on social. My profile is public, and if consistency is key, and I'm trying to voice follow your dream, it looks like I hate my job. What do I do? Honestly, Christine, what I would do is I would start with an open conversation with your work to let them know, like your boss or whoever. Let them know that you have a side hustle, just a mission, something that you're passionate about doing in your spare time, that you're not taking work hours to do it, that you're focusing on it during lunch or during off time, and it's not going to affect your work at all, but you wanted to make them aware of it. That's what I would do. I would just have that really open, clear communication about it and let them know that they don't need to worry. Right. Because I think the biggest thing with jobs is, or, or typical careers, is they're worried that you're going to leave when your thing takes off. Right. So that's what my advice would be on this one. Second question Sherry Miter, any tips for staying sane when it all seems very overwhelming? The tech stuff has me stuck. So, Sherry, what I would do is just create a list of all the things that you have to do when it comes to starting an online business, make a big list, and then you do one thing at a time. And we get so stuck in tech when we're new. It's like, oh, I have to create a landing page and a freebie and a this and a that. Listen, that stuff is good and fine, but I will tell you the secret to what has exploded my business. It's not the freebie. It's not the right email software. It's not having my website look perfect. It is literally two, three things, three things. Thing one, my podcast, hands down. Thing two, Pinterest, free organic marketing. Okay. Thing three, this Facebook group. Why? Because you can drive organic traffic using the Pinterest and podcast. Then you go deeper with people with all the other stuff, right? With Instagram, with the groups, all of that. So while tech is super overwhelming, tech is not what's growing your business. So I want you guys to write all the stuff down you got to do, and then just tick it off the list a little bit, little bit by little bit. It's so easy to drown in the overwhelm of tech and what you have to do, but that's not really what's going to grow this business for you. So when you find an extra hour per week, go to the list, pick the next thing off of it and tackle it one at a time. Cool. 
All right. Next question is from Melody Bishop. Can you explain umbrella branding? I'm trying to incorporate it in my business because I am in network marketing and branding myself while making sure that my network marketing fits under the umbrella and also branch out into course creation. I want to make sure I understand it before I pick a name for my podcast slash website and blog. Melody, you've got to get a coaching session with me. This is what I do all day, every day. Okay. But for those of you that don't know what umbrella branding is, I want you to think of it like a, a triangle. Okay. Your brand is a triangle. At the top of the triangle is the name of your brand. So of course our name is part of our brand, but it's really a tagline or a title for most of you. So the one that just popped into my mind is the one that Aubrey Malik just shared, and she's doing a new freelancing rebrand for her podcast. And so we were talking about doing freelancing to freedom as the title. So that's your thing at the top of your umbrella brand. Okay, Melody. Now underneath it is the tagline. Could be something like systems, client retention, and sales to increase and explode your freelancing business. Tagline. Now, under the tagline of your triangle are your categories that you teach, okay? So, Melody, under your categories, one of your categories, sure, can be network marketing, but it's just a category. It's not a driver. It's nothing to do with up here. So, if you're a network marketer for health and wellness, just make sure that that's one income stream along with the other categories that you're going to teach. So, back to my example for Aubrey, she probably has sales and client retention as a category. She probably has back office automation and systems as a category. She probably has time blocking, productivity, and time management as a category. And then her last category might be something like faith and motherhood. Okay. So if she had a network marketing business, that had anything to do with any of that. Sure, it's a piece of it, but it's just a casual mention. It's something that she does to make money. Hey, Alicia. So if that makes sense, you just want to plug your network marketing right up underneath your umbrella brand. I hope that makes sense. If you want help mapping that out, Melody, let me know and we can do a coaching call. Okay. Next question, Juliana Barbati. Are there any tiny habits or routines that you have to help you stay focused and get stuff done? Is drinking three cups of coffee a day a tiny habit <laughs> to get stuff done? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm not kidding. I do drink too much coffee. Oh, uh, let's see. Juliana, so what do I do? I am so crazy intentional with my time. So I've got the planner, time blocking plugging in appointments, plugging in work hours, having a conversation with my husband every other week to map out our schedules because we're both working from home right now with COVID. So we're mapping out when are you working? When are you working? So that one of us is always there to help the kids and be a present parent, right? So we're doing that. Um, every single Sunday, I'm mapping out the week ahead of time so that I know what is happening this week. What does this look like? What are my goals for this week? I have income goals every month that I back into every week. So I'm pretty much looking at my life from a calendar perspective on a monthly and then weekly and then daily basis. That really helps me. 
What else do I do? I delete the apps, social media, Instagram, 100% of the time, Facebook, 60% of the time, because I run paid groups and I'm in a mastermind right now, I don't delete my Facebook messenger app all the time, but I delete Instagram. Why? Because it's extremely detrimental to my productivity. Instagram sucks the life out of me and it's a distractor. It is not a business growth tool. So get that straight. Instagram is not a business growth tool. It is a engagement tool. It is a way that you can go deeper with your already existing audience. So you don't need to show up 24 seven. You guys can show up there a couple times a day in the stories and delete Instagram all weekend long. That routine has been life changing for me to get more focused and to hear more clearly that divine intervention I need on the weekends because my brain is able to be quiet and to think. So let me think if there's any other habit or routine fitness, like trying to get a walk or a mountain bike ride in at least I try two to three times a week before all this, I was going like four times, five times a week. But right now, if I can just move, if I can try to get my steps on the Fitbit, right, I'm going to feel better, have more energy. I get at least eight hours of sleep a night. I know, but it has to happen for us to be operating at our highest capacity. And my last tip is I ask for a lot of help, a lot of help, right? And I've talked about this with you guys consistently. Where can you get more help? Where? And get resourceful. Can you get the VA? Can you outsource some things? Can you get some help with the house cleaning? Can hubby cover for you one day a week while you get things done? Can you have a kid swap with someone in the neighborhood? Can you get a a gym where they have extra time at the daycare? Like there's always a way for us to get more help. And it doesn't have to be help in our business. It can be help in our home, which creates more space for us in our businesses, right? Charlene Pearson asks, I feel like I'm not good enough in a sense that people say I'm talented, but I'm not changing lives. So I feel like my content doesn't matter or it isn't connecting with people. How do you know you're making a difference when the numbers aren't showing? That is such a great question because in the beginning, y'all will not know that you're making a difference. You won't. You're not going to know it. So you have to trust it. You have to lean into here, into your heart. And ask yourself, is what I'm teaching and talking about of value? Is what I'm teaching and talking about going to help someone? If all you're doing is getting on to slaying your oils and you're an oil rep, okay, that's not helping people. But if you're getting on to talk about stress management and a certain oil that helps diffuse your nerves and brings your anxiety down and you're doing a free anxiety session, a free anxiety podcast, and then you lightly mention, by the way, if you need this anxiety oil, I have my favorite one that I love. Different story. So just inventory yourself and say, is what I'm teaching valuable? And you guys, if it was valuable to you and you were able to grow from it, won't someone else be? If you were like, oh my gosh, I wish I knew this thing three years ago, don't you think someone else is going to wish that same thing? Like value in what you do and what you teach is not based on money or an end result or how fancy you are, how many followers you have. Value is based on, can this teach someone something that they wish they knew? And that can be as small as not feeling as anxious living more guilt-free as a mompreneur, how to become an influencer, how to just start bookkeeping, how to start a blog, 
all of that matters because people want it. So don't diminish your importance based on your own perspective of how important the things are that you are teaching. You feel me? You guys drop me a two if you feel me on that, okay? So Charlene, what I'm saying to you is I want you to double down, girl. I want you to keep teaching, keep preaching, keep showing up, even though you don't know if it's making a difference yet. Continue to pull your audience, ask them what they want, ask them what they need. As it grows, you will hear from them more often, and then you can decipher what is the stuff that they're loving, and you can do more of that. We have to show up for literally like a year before we can know what people really truly want. Because here's the thing. A lot of times our audience doesn't know what they want. So all we can do is show up and try our best and teach what we know and do everything that we can to help them. And then trust that God will give us that clarity as we continue to show up for that mission. Catherine asked, how did you find your accountant? So my husband and I both have accounting degrees. So we do our own taxes. But Stephanie Perenza, who is on this live right now, is creating a bookkeeping course so you can do your own books. Okay, next question. April Roga. How will you know when you're interested in my products or services or a collaboration with me? How will I know? How will I know when they're interested in my products or services? I'm in the beginning stages of putting together my website, and I love your perspective concerning the About Me page. I'm looking to write it in a way that you will quickly know if you're my ideal client or collaboration partner. Any insight would be appreciated. Okay, so April, get inside the brain of who you want to work with, and you're going to use that verbiage. So what I like to do is say, hey, Lola's, what are you guys struggling with? What do you need? What are your questions? Just like this, look, you guys gave me, I have like 10 questions I'm answering right now. I can write down all of these questions and know that they are triggers for you guys. And then I can reverberate, regurgitate, give back those same phrases inside of my copy. So in the about me page, I can say something like, Hey guys, I'm Steph. I used to struggle with knowing how to grow an organic audience online. I used to spend thousands of dollars on Facebook ads with minimal return. I used to invest in the best fancy programs with no profit. I used to be so overwhelmed. I used to be a workaholic. I used to struggle in all of these areas because I didn't know how to grow an online business in an authentic way. And that's why I'm here for you. And that's why I've set up this coaching program for you. And that's why I have my podcast for you. And da, 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 da. And if you need some help, believe me, I've transformed everything in a year and a half. I've done this and this and this and this and this. And I want to help you do the same thing. So what you're doing and speak in your own verbiage, right? So I need to talk like Steph talks, right, guys? Like I'm saying, hey, boo. I'm like, you know, hot mess express because I want, I don't want so fancy pants to hire me because that's not me. I want you guys, I want my Lola's. So use your own verbiage, use the words that they would be searching for to relate and then bring it full circle with what you can do for them based on what you've done in your own business on that about me or work with me page. And then open the door to dialogue. Say, I used to be like, email me with any questions. Now I'm like voice DM me, sister, what's up? I don't got time to type, number one. Number two, I want them to hear my voice, that I'm normal, that I'm not intimidating, that they can just ask me anything and there's no stupid question and that I will show up and answer their questions on Instagram. Another reason I delete the apps on the weekends because people DM me every day, all day, right? Which is great, great problem to have, but 
we have to have boundaries and we have to have balance because our kids matter and our lives matter and our husbands matter and our sanity matters. And we have to get off of the apps at least once a week. Do you hear me? I'm talking to you. (laughs) And Cherie said, do you do coaching on website design layout and copy? I will do consulting. I will do an audit with you of your website, of your copy, of your stuff. I don't design it, but I totally do audits all the time. And I give you guys copy verbally in coaching sessions, and then you just have to go transcribe it. Okay, next. Suggestions for sources of free background music. Just Google copyright free music, Anne, and there's a bunch of stuff. All right, next question. Destiny, you had a question over here. I am pouring my all. Oh, this is juicy. You guys ready? I am pouring my all into creating and putting together my first 31-day video email challenge. Mistake number one, it's 31 days. That's what she said, not me. That's what she said. With four children and exclusively breastfeeding a four-month-old. I'm in it to win it though. At first, Husbay, I love that she says that word, Husbay was all on board and supportive and encouraging me. And then once we both started to see how much work it was, he's over it. I'm feeling super guilty. I'm neglecting my family, but I know it's only to get through July. He, of course, is not helping me to feel any less guilty. What are some ways you finesse your family during those hustle hard moments when you are creating your courses, especially when there's no real income to show for it? I know you talk about time blocking, but the first time the launch and all that, it's a lot. Okay. 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 Listen, listen, Linda's, we have to communicate. I think, and I'm generalizing, so forgive me if you're not this way, but as women, sometimes we think something and then we hope that husband like gets it. He like totally just gets it like ESP. He's like, she's got to work and build her dreams. And that's great. And I'm going to make dinner and I'm totally going to pick up the laundry for her. And I'm going to manage the kids because she's got dreams, right? Guys, do we think that about them? Do we go, oh wait, husband's working, but he hasn't eaten. So I got to make him a plate. And then, oh gosh, like has he, has he had any water yet? Let me get him an ice water. And then he's probably thinking that we're being too loud out here. The kids are screaming. So I could quiet the kids. Like we're not mind readers, none of us. So we have to sit down, especially in a moment of hustle. Cause I know that we all go through these moments of hustle in this industry where we are going to work extra. Like when I'm making a course, you guys, or I'm doing a boot camp or a workshop, I'm like, look, I'm going to do this thing. And it's going to be a lot a lot, right? And especially in the beginning when it doesn't make us money, we got to say it's going to be a lot with probably very minimal return, but I've got to do this in order to make money in this business. Here's what I need from you. Can you for me for a week, pick things up, like pick up the slack. I need some hours that I can work this thing. What hours are good for you? Is it okay if I take from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m.? Or would you rather me do like 6 a.m. to 10 a.m.? What works best for you? I still have to be conscious of what they are doing and what they need and try to openly communicate and work together to come up with a plan that works for everyone. And then constantly reminding him, Hey, remember, this is the week. This is that one big week we talked about. Cause again, sometimes they forget. So that open communication destiny is so critical. Also another tip, can you let him feel involved? So I know for me to say things like, hey, what times would be best for you for me to work on this? That way it's like, I care. It's not like I have to do 
this my way. Get out of my way. You don't understand my dreams. It's like, hey, I really feel led to do this. And I really want this so badly. And I know I'm not making money yet. And I know that's really hard for you to understand. But if you can just trust in me, I know I can do this. And I know that I can make this happen. But I need some help from you. I need belief from you. And I also need a lot of support from you right now. And that's going to be really hard for a couple of weeks. Would you do that for me? And if so, what times would be okay with you? So like coming at it from a way of I care about you and that this will be hard for you. And that's just the way that it works with me and my husband. And I have to find the right time to bring things up. And then guess what, guys? When you start making money, he's going to be your number one advocate. He's going to be like, oh, she's doing a boot camp. Daddy gets to have his new concrete outside. Woo! You know, it's like he's going to be all about you, Destiny. Give it a year, right? Be like, I used to tell him, I'd be like, whenever I make 100K, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm like, whenever I make a milli, then you can have that. So I'm like reminding him, like, remember when we do this or pay off this debt, you get to have that. So it's like, I'm just reminding him, giving him that confirmation of like, look, you allowing and working with me to create this extra time, it's going to be transformational for you too, but you got to believe in me. Right? Next, Catherine Polterak. I hope I said that right. Can we launch a successful podcast with pretty much no audience? Or do I need to build an audience first? I have an audience for my business, but I want to launch a ministry podcast and it won't be the same. Y'all, is everybody listening? Louder for the people in the back. You ready? You've got to start the podcast to grow the audience. What did I just say? You've got to start the podcast to grow the audience. There's no other way to grow an audience nowadays. What are you guys going to post on Instagram and hope the algorithm doesn't stamp your life to smithereens? Are we going to come up with amazing hashtags? No. Podcast. That's what's up. Guys, a year and a half. Like, it's nuts. You got to do Podcast Pro University to learn all the secrets about SEO for podcasting, titling it, super gangster, be part of the community with us, all the things, because that is how you grow the audience. So no, do not wait. What do I wish I had done? I wish seven year and four score. What is that? Eight years and four scores ago. How does that go? Dang it. Anyway, I wish I had started my podcast eight years ago, but instead I focused on tech. I focused on MLM. I focused on how to launch another course and another course, but I didn't have anybody to launch it to. Backwards. We are told by these fancy coaches and this online industry that how we make money is to be more techie, more fancy, spend more money, hire more coaches, take more programs, launch more things. No, we have to serve. Y'all want to grow an audience? You guys want to pass six figures? Serve. Give it away, all of it, every week. Guess what happens? People trust you. They see results and they can't get enough. You can trust me or you can trust me. I am telling you guys the truth. I will never lie to you. Great question. All right, next up. My small business is in home decorating, a very visual field, but, but I have a blog. My Lolas aren't hanging out on blogs. They're busy doing mom things. Does it make sense to do a podcast that cohabitates with a blog or stick with the blog? 
tips on navigating and intermingling the two. What's your recommendation? Okay. If your mama is not reading blogs, then we've got to show up where our mamas are showing up, right? Where are they consuming? So those of you that have an online presence, you need to ask yourself, where are my ideal people? Even if you have no one yet, where are they hanging out? 90% of moms that run businesses or moms in general, they probably, I mean, if it's decorating, it could be blogging, right? Home decorating is extremely visual. So I do think it's a great idea to stick with a blog paired with Pinterest, Danielle, for something visual, like home decorating, like cooking recipes. And I do think she is hanging out on, on blogs and on the internet because she's looking up how to decorate. So I think you're good. I think you're fine. I actually don't think a podcast is the perfect place for home decorating. I think you could also do a YouTube channel. Now, that being said, if you have a bigger brand than home decorating, like inspiring moms to live more clean and free and how decorating is going to bring her peace in her heart and explode her happiness, that could be a podcast because it's a mission and decorating is part of it. Hopefully that makes sense. And Cherie, do you have to have an Instagram for your podcast or is Facebook enough? You can live without an Instagram, and I think it's good though to have one, even if you just go on twice a week. Like here's where everybody is nowadays. Instagram, podcasting for their consumption, Pinterest for the marketing, visual marketing platform, and lastly, Facebook groups, right? Instagram is the least important in my opinion. I love Instagram stories though. It really drives that engagement with you all. So if you can have Instagram and just show up once a week and go into the stories and connect with people in DM, great. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. Here's what you have to have. I believe a long form content vessel like podcasting. If you don't want a podcast, you need at least a blog, right? Something that's yours that you own. There's no algorithm for this. The second one that you must have is marketing on Pinterest. That's why I have a Pinterest master course because it's like so easy and we're not using it. And lastly, you need a Facebook group to drive people and go deeper just like this. That's what you guys have to have. All the other tech stuff, great. It's a plus, but it's not a must. Good? Everybody good? Did you guys learn? Um, and should Pinterest be set up before show launch? No, definitely not. That podcast is the number one thing you must do. I don't care if you guys live in a bubble in the country with less megabyte internet than me and you don't have an email address and you don't have a Facebook and you don't have anything, just start the podcast. You can do all the other things later. How, why do we need the things if we have no audience to serve? So the podcast is the number one way and it takes a while, right? To generate some buzz. Like if you started a show and you guys ran with it for 30 days, you're going to miss out on what? Like 10 email addresses, whatever. Set up a Facebook group, ask them for their email address when they join in the questions, problem solved, right? Y'all feel me? Like you're, we're getting so lost in the little order of operations and the tech things that literally have no weight on your success. Not when you're getting started. All right. Love you guys. Praying over you. I pray that you are fueled with excitement today and inspiration and that God is just gifting you the motivation and the words and the courage 
and everything that you need to go out and impact your market and to show up fiercely for the mission that he's planted in here. I pray that you trust yourself enough to show up for your dreams, that you're brave enough to have those conversations with your loved ones, to ask for their support, to ask for the help. I pray that you get the help that you need, have the time in order to pour into both your dreams and your families and yourselves, because that is what God wants for us. And I know it can be true because I've done it. So just get quiet, ask God for that help that you need in whatever area that you need it. And I know that he will show up for you. He is so good. He is so faithful. We just have to trust him. Amen. Love you, ladies. I'll see you later. If you like Mama So, leave a review. Send it, please. Hey, Mama, real quick before you go. If you found value in today's podcast and you learned something new, take a screenshot for me, post it up in your Instagram stories, and be sure to tag me because together we can empower, educate, and shift the way that mamas look at life because, sister friend, we actually can have it all. Let's claim it.